If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So today we are going to be talking about the Word of Faith movement and specifically the force of faith. And so my wife and I have been um, looking at uh, some Kenny Copeland videos. Uh, Ad nauseum. <laughs> oh, Too many. man. We have watched video after video. I'm telling you, folks, we watch video after video. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. But anyway, so, yeah, we've watched video after video, and we're, we're going to be talking about the force of faith today and um, what the Word of Faith movement means by forth. So, what exactly did you learn as you were uh, studying the force of faith? And I'm coming into this kind of as a newbie because Danny's talked to me about it a little bit, but for the most part, I did not have a good grasp on the whole Word of Faith movement or the force of faith. So, what I learned this week, and hopefully uh, you can join us is that I learned that faith, according to the Word of Faith teachers, faith is a powerful force, much like gravity. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that more. Um, we need to activate God's power in our lives by speaking, because faith is activated by speaking. God used faith to create the world. He used his faith to speak the words and God does not do anything without speaking without the spoken word. Is that about correct? So that's, far? that's pretty good. And also the fact that uh, God, ha God himself has faith. God mm -hmm. himself has faith and uses faith. As a matter of fact, the faith that you and I have, according to the word of faith teachers, the faith that mm -hmm. you and I have is God's faith. So God has given, they, they say faith right. is a gift. Well, faith is a gift, according to scripture. Yes. Faith is a gift from God. We do not conjure up faith, uh, saving faith on our own. Faith mm -hmm. is given to us uh, from God. It's a gift. But and they would say the same thing. But the the difference between them and us is that they would say that the faith that is given to us is act is God's actual faith. That the same faith that He create used to create the universe with is put inside of our mm -hmm. spirit, man, when we are born again. That's what they would say. Yes. So that um, faith, according to an orthodox view, would mm -hmm. be a trust or belief in God. Yep. Um, and a belief in his sovereignty. So that's more orthodox. And a faith, according to word of faith, would be this force through which we can pretty much get what we want. Exactly. We have to manipulate that force. Yes. By Use it properly. Yes. And we have to do that by abiding to the different laws that mm -hmm. God has set, spiritual laws yes. that God has set into motion uh, uh, during creation. Actually, yeah. Copeland says these spiritual laws are eternal. So the law of love, um, the, the, law, the law of faith, the law of love. Forgiveness is yep. a law. Mm -hmm. All of these things. So you have to walk in line with those other spiritual laws in order yes. to activate the faith that is placed inside you right. from God 
at your spiritual birth. So let's say I have the faith. I, I want a new car. I'm going to speak to get my new car, but it's not happening. They would say that's because you're unforgiving or you're not acting on the law of love. There's some other spiritual law, supernatural law that you are not abiding by. There's something that is keeping that mm -hmm. faith from being activated. The faith is there, right. but there's something there that's keeping it from being activated. So, yeah. God, uh, and, and I want to listen really quickly yeah. uh, to an audio clip um, of Kenneth Copeland from, I don't know, probably the 80s uh, when he was uh, on uh, the Trinity Broadcasting okay. Network, um, where he is actually talking about the force of faith. So let's take a listen to that. That'll be the first. Uh, let's see if I can get it up here. Well, the force of faith is in the spiritual realm a great deal like certain forces in the natural realm. It's a spiritual force, like gravity is a natural force. Electricity is a mm. natural force of power. It's a mm -hmm. powerful thing. A measurable natural yeah, force. It's a measurable uh, mm -hmm. force. It's conductible. It's perceptible to the touch. Uh, faith is a spiritual force. It's perceptible. It's, uh, it is a tangible force. It's an invisible force. So is gravity, mm -hmm. but it's there. So is electricity. So um, does God use faith? Surely. Now, now see, here's a sore spot. There are those not with who him. say. Not with, not, not with you. No, no, no. <laughs> not with God. I'm not, in fact, I'm not sore at God at all, and I don't think he's sore at me. I don't know. I haven't done anything to him. No, but the, the critics say... God is God. He doesn't have to have faith. He doesn't exercise faith. He doesn't use faith. He's God. He's the object of faith. Oh, wait a minute. What does that mean, object? I don't know what that means. I don't mean. So God is the object of our faith. Well, what does that mean? Hmm, I, don't, I don't know what that means. Well, I don't know. I don't know either. Faith is trust. Trust in God. Trusting God. It is God is the object of our faith. We trust him for, mm -hmm. well, first of all, for salvation, and we trust him for our daily, uh, you know, in our daily lives. Every day we, 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 you know, we trust Christ. We trust God. So God is the object of our faith. And for them yes. to say something like, uh, well, what does that mean? I, I, don't, I don't even know what that means. What, what does that mean to be the object of our faith? And I think, I don't know if you have um, screens for the verses or not, but um, from our reading, we found that there are two texts that they use continually. Mm -hmm. And I do have a screen. That, oh, okay, good. That talk about um, where they get this idea. And the main one they use is Hebrews 11.3, and that's the one that they say, they, they really try to say that verse 3 says that God actually had faith and created the world by faith. So I'm going to go read over. Those? Yeah, I want to. Actually, I want to read the whole chapter. Can we do that? Because I think if folks see um, the chapter itself and what uh, Hebrews chapter uh, one is really talking it's, about, it, it's right. it's going to debunk that entire idea that right. God created the world by faith basically, or that God has faith at all. Basically, this will give us the Bible's view of faith. Yes. How about that? That's, That's something, isn't it? The sharp. Bible's view. Really all right. sharp. Okay. So starting in verse one, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this he condemned the world and became an heir of right, the righteousness that comes by faith. 
By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive an inheritance, and he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore from one man, and him as good as dead, were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven, and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had an opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city." By faith Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, Through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was even able to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. By faith Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. By faith Jacob, when dying, blessed each of his sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood, so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. By faith the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised. Since God had provided something better for us that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. All right. So after reading that entire chapter, Robin, what do we see faith is actually about? Is it about God having faith or is it about us having faith? I think we would read the chapter and it's very apparent that men had faith in God and God's promises. Absolutely. But what do the word of faith teachers say in verse three? By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. They would say what? They would say this means that we see that God created the universe in faith using his words. So yes. God needed faith to create the universe, which is something I'd never even thought of before until I heard them say it over and over and over again. Yeah. And this and one other uh, one other verse is the only thing they use. Really, those are the those are mm -hmm. the only ones they really use to yeah. to say that God has faith. So, um, you know, <laughs> 
it's it's just apparent that they are actually just taking scripture right out of context, ripping it out of its context, Twist. twisting it and making it say what they want it to say. Yes. And all of this can be avoided if you read the entire thing. A lo- almost every, almost every scripture twisting uh, problem can be solved by reading the passage in its context. Context. Yes. Good word. Good word. All right. So there is another passage that Word of Faith teachers use other than Hebrews chapter 11 that mentions God has faith. And what is that passage? That is the story about when Jesus curses the fig tree. Mm -hmm. That can be found in Mark 11, um, starting in verse 20. You want to take a look at that? Let's take a look at that really quickly. Okay. So we come here and here. All right. So. You want to start? We'll start in 20 and just read through 25. Okay. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you curse is withered. And Jesus answered him or answered them, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. So I didn't see anything in that passage whatsoever that talked about God having faith. Nowhere. So maybe if you read, um, start reading it in the King James Version, you can see how the Word of Faith okay. teachers use that. All right. So we're going to switch versions here. So I'm going to come over here and we're going to jump over to the King James Version. And my computer's a little bit slow and the beach ball of death just came up. Okay. So we're going to go down here to verse 20. Which one is verse it? Verse 20. Verse 20. Oh, no. No. You can't because it, it, ha- there it, it says right have there. faith in yep. God. It and doesn't j- say this. What it says, it says. Oh, it does. I'm going to show you. Okay. This is what they do. Okay. So this is the King James Version. Okay. And what does it say? It says just what the ESV says. Have faith in God. As a matter of fact, let me come back over here to Mark. uh, Was it Mark 22? Mark Mark 11. Mark 11. Um, Man, I got it right in front of me. I Mm. couldn't. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So Mark 11, fig tree. It says the same thing here. Um, Have faith in God. Have faith in God right there. King James says it uh, in verse uh, 20 as well. 22. 22 as well. Have faith in God. But this is what they do. There's a little there's a little um, subscript right here. And if you hover over that. It says or have the faith of of God. Let's let's begin there. In uh, Mark chapter 11, Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. But then you come over to the cross reference and it says, have the faith of God. Now, and let, let me touch on that for a moment, because we are born again by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. That word, that word, which we were born again, when that came into our hearts, faith came, but it's God's faith. So have faith in God. That's how the translators of the King James Version translated it. Have faith in God. And then they put a little little note here, and you can find it at the bottom of your page. If you have a King James, I'm using the mm-hmm. Logos version, so it's electronic version. So I'm just hovering over it here, and it just says, or have the faith of God. And that is what they use to say God has faith. So those are the two passages that they use to say that God uses faith to accomplish his will, mm-hmm. which is subject to the supernatural law of faith. Mm-hmm. So there are, there are laws that God has placed in 
you know, in, into the entire universe that it, are unchangeable laws. Well, you, of course, you have the laws of physics, right? You have, you know, the law of gravity and, and, and such, but you also, but, but, but the spiritual laws are above those because it was God's words, those, those, uh, words that had faith contained mm-hmm. in them that created everything, including all of the physical laws. I think it's interesting because they would never say that God was subject to the law of gravity. No, he's not subject to the physical laws. He's subject to the spiritual. He has to stay within those spiritual laws that he himself placed into. Which is found uh, where in the Bible? Um, it's found in nowhere. Chapter four. That's where (laughs) first Kenneth two, two. (laughs) All right. So, so, all right. So I want to play a video by Charles Capps and this is an older video from, I think the eighties. And he was teaching his students, um, during this video about the force of faith. Mm -hmm. So check out what he says about the force of faith, because I think, uh, you're going to find it, uh, very helpful uh, as far as at least understanding what these guys believe. A good video of a bad teaching. There you go. Now as you come right on down to verse 3 there in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, it says, Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the Word of God. Now you could say it this way. Uh, We understand that it was through faith that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. That's the way God framed the world, was through the Word. His words he spoke. He spoke words that brought creation into existence. There was nothing created without words. All things were made by words. Without him, him who? Him the word was not anything made that was made. In the beginning, see John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. Now if the word was with God and the word was God, The Word is still God over every situation today. Now, when you go to using the Word of God and quoting it by faith to bring a situation under control, you're going to have some religious people that say, you're just trying to act like God. They'll get mad about it. They don't like people acting like God. Well, I'm not trying to be God. I'm trying to act as though God would act in this situation and just simply say what God said about it, regardless of what the circumstances says. That doesn't mean that you just ignore the circumstances. I'm doing something about the circumstances. And we'll get into that in some of the other sessions when, we, when we've got more time to get into it and be a little more explicit about it. But you see, this faith is a substance of things not seen. God did not see the world when he said that, other than through the eye of faith. Now, what he actually did when he created the earth, he said in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, then we see the recreation, the reforming of this thing, when he looked out and he saw darkness and he said, light be. What he saw was darkness, but he spoke what he desired. He spoke his will. His word was his will. And it carried power. It was a spiritual force. And this is why Hebrews says that through faith we understand is through faith the world was framed by the word of God. He framed the world with his words. You can't just build without substance. He took words. Now here's essentially what God did. I'm going to say as quick as I can. We're about out of time. He took his words... And he filled them with a spiritual force that the Bible calls faith. It's actually a spiritual strength called faith. He filled his words with that faith, and the way he got his words out there where it could do something to the trouble spot, to the situation, was he spoke it out there. He used his words as containers to hold his faith and contain that spiritual force and to transport it out there into the vast darkness and say, light. And that's the way he transported his faith out there to call creation. That's the way God creates. You find it all through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. God never does anything without saying it first. So that was a very uh, informative video by Charles Capps, uh, a good video of a bad teaching um, to just give you an idea of what these word of faith teachers uh, believe about 
God and the force of faith. You had an interesting verse or passage that you wanted to uh, bring to everyone's attention. Which talks about how God created the earth, and it's in Jeremiah 10, verses 12 and 13. But God made the earth by his power, and he preserves it by his wisdom. With his own understanding, he stretched out the heavens. When he speaks in the thunder, the heavens roar with rain. He causes the clouds to rise over the earth. He sends the lightning with rain and releases the wind from his storehouses. So in that first verse, it says God made the earth by his power. He preserves it by his wisdom. And with his understanding, he stretched out the heavens. It Jeremiah failed to mention that he did all of this through faith. Yeah, I think Jeremiah failed to mention that. Isaiah failed to mention that. Um, who else talks about creation? Genesis failed to mention that. So Moses failed to mention that. So, uh, David and the psalmist, when they talk about creation, they failed to mention that. And there's nowhere in Scripture, folks, nowhere whatsoever that says that God yeah. used faith or God has faith. It's just uh, right. an, an erroneous, heretical teaching. And and also, um, if I can just share in Job 26, mm -hmm. starting in verse 7, yep. a beautiful picture of God creating the earth. God stretches the northern sky over empty space and hangs the earth on nothing. He wraps the rain in his thick clouds and the clouds don't burst with the weight. He covers the face of the moon, shrouding it with his clouds. He created the horizon when he separated the waters. He set the boundary between day and night. The foundations of heaven tremble. They shudder at his rebuke. By his power, the sea grew calm. By his skill, he crushed the great sea monster. His spirit made the heavens beautiful and his power pierced the gliding serpent. These are just the beginning of all that he does, merely a whisper of his power. Who then can comprehend the thunder of his power? So what part of that passage says that God used faith or that God has faith to create? Exactly no part of that scripture said that. Nothing whatsoever. So they literally do use those two little verses that we mentioned to mm -hmm. you. And then they will take tiny snippets of verses that say he spoke or he created mm -hmm. or have faith. And they will use those to try to build their case. And they also say that uh, and we'll talk about this uh, in another video. But they also say that it was God's faith filled words that was uh, spoken to Abraham that Gabriel carried to Mary. Um, and mm. was uh, placed into That's Mary true. there and the Holy Spirit hovering over Mary then uh, caused the incarnation through those faith filled words. And that's why Jesus is called the, the word. word. The word became the word flesh. of God. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very, very disturbing. It's very uh, heretical, just a really heretical teaching. Now, something um, really interesting. And I showed this to uh, you yesterday and mm -hmm. um. I think it would be beneficial for everyone to uh, see this for themselves um, is the um, the similarities between the word of faith teaching on faith and on the laws, the spiritual laws that uh, that God you know used when he formed the earth and the universe to see the the similarities between new thought metaphysics, the new thought guys and the word of faith. And I have one in mind and uh, in his book that was written years and years ago um, uh, called uh, In Tune with the Infinite. And perhaps you're like me. You know nothing about new thought metaphysics. So mm. we shall learn this together. I just want to read you from Wikipedia. It's just the best way. And, and I'm no I, they can explain this better than I can. Uh, Wikipedia can. But let's just look at it together here. New Thought Movement, also Higher Thought, is a spiritual movement which uh, coalesced in the United States in the early 19th century. New Thought was preceded by ancient thought, accumulated wisdom and philosophy from a variety of origins, such as ancient Greek, Roman, Egyptian, Chinese, uh, blah, Taoist. blah, blah. Yeah, I can't read all of them, so I'm not going to embarrass myself. Culture. <laughs> Just skip right over it. 
cultures and their related belief systems, uh, primarily regarding the interaction between thought, belief, consciousness in the human mind and the effects of these within and beyond the human mind. Although there have been many leaders and various offshoots of the New Thought philosophy, the origins of New Thought have uh, often been traced back to Phineas Quimby or even as far back as Frank Mesmer. Um, that's where we get the Mesmer's Mesmerized. Mesmerize. Yeah. Uh, Frank Mesmer. Um, Philosophers. Well. Yeah, there we go. Many of these groups are incorporated into the International New Thought Alliance. The contemporary New Thought movement is a loosely allied group of religious denominations, authors, philosophers, and individuals who share a set of beliefs concerning metaphysics, positive thinking, the law of attraction, healing, life force, creative visualization, and personal power. New Thought holds that infinite intelligence, and that's this book that I'm going to be quoting from, In Tune with the Infinite by Ralph Waldo Trine. Um, I thought you were going to say Emerson there for a minute. No, no. Mm. New thought holds that infinite knowledge or God is everywhere. Spirit is the totality of real things. True human selfhood is divine. And by the way, that's really important. True human selfhood is divine. Why is that? Because I think as we get more and more into the word of faith movement, Mm -hmm. they say that we are little gods, which you will find in so many false teachings. That's for another video. But you're absolutely right. They do. They, They claim that we our human beings are little gods. Um, so let me start over. The new thought holds that infinite uh, intelligence or God is everywhere. Spirit uh, the, is the totality of things. True human selfhood is divine. Divine thought is a what? Force. A force for good sickness. Uh, for, for good sickness originates in the mind and right thinking has a healing effect. Although new thought is neither uh, monolithic nor doctrinaire. In general, is that was that wrong? That was correct, doctrinaire. <laughs> See, I got one right. Uh, modern, <laughs> in general, modern day adherents of New Thought share some core beliefs: God or infinite intelligence is supreme, universal, and everlasting. Divinity dwells within each person. That all people are spiritual beings, and that's Ooh. a really important thing too, because mm. when you were. When you look at this whole idea of the force of faith, they would say that faith itself um, isn't something that our human bodies can perceive or that our soul can perceive. But it's something that the spirit, the our spirit. spirit man within us, because word of faith teachers teach that we are spiritual Creatures, we're spiritual beings. We have the same DNA in us as God because we are, you know, when we are born again, we have been given a, a you know, our spirit, a, a spirit same, that has come alive in us. And same exact DNA as Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now we can have human faith, and they give an example of you see a chair, mm-hmm. you have the faith to sit in that chair because yeah. you have the faith that you believe the chair is going to hold you, you mm-hmm. know? So that's your human kind of faith, but then you have your spirit faith as well. Yeah. And they differentiate between the two there. So um, uh, then it says the highest spiritual principle is loving one another unconditionally, unconditionally and teaching and healing one another. And our mental states are carried forward into manifestation and become our experiences in daily living. So I want to show you this, actually. Let me get out of here. Do you know what that sounds a lot like, too, is like a Norman Vincent Peale kind of thing, a power of positive thinking, Mm -hmm. positive thought, positive speech. It all ties into that. It all goes back to that. Mm -hmm. They are very, very similar. There's enough there to know there's a connection. Yeah. So here we go. This is the book here. In Tune with the Infinite, Ralph Waldo Trine, my Kindle, actually finally opened up after, what is it, two hours later? It was about two hours. So it did finally open up. And this is the book that uh, I'm going to be quoting from. And you're going to see the similarities here of Ralph Waldo Trine. Now, Trine... According and you can go on Wikipedia. Robin uh, has got it up right now on her computer. Trine and and um, and uh, E. W. Kenyon went to uh, Emerson College in Boston. Trine was both a student and a teacher there at Emerson College, a rhetoric teacher. So mm-hmm. he did have an influence on Kenyon, who went on to become the father of the Word of Faith movement. So there we have the link. 
There is a link. Mystery solved. Now, listen to these quotes and tell me if this does not sound like Word of Faith theology or that Word of Faith didn't somehow kind of take the ideas from some of this new thought stuff. There was an influence there, Mm -hmm. and you can see the connections. Yep. So this is on spiritual laws, and this is from Trine's book. This infinite power is creating, working, ruling through the agency of great immutable laws and forces that run through all the universe that surrounds us on every side. Every act of our everyday lives is governed by these same great laws and forces. Here's another quote about laws, spiritual laws. In a sense, there is nothing in all the great universe but law. And then one more. The moment we fully and vitally realize who and what we are, we begin to build our own world even as God builds his. So how did God build his, according to Word of Faith teachers? Through faith and by the force of faith. Uh, Let's look at uh, a few of these quotes on faith. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? No, I just wanted you to read that next one because that was so important. Yep, and that's what we're going to talk about right here. This is the one on faith. Faith is nothing more nor less than the operation of the thought forces in the form of an earnest desire coupled with expectation as to its fulfillment. And in the degree that faith, the earnest desire thus sent out, is continually held and watered by firm expectation, in just that degree does it either draw to itself or does it change from the unseen into the visible, from the spiritual into the material, that for which it is sent. Let the element of doubt or fear enter in, and what would otherwise be a tremendous force will be so neutralized that it will fail of its realization. So, so to put that in a math equation, desire plus expectation equals materialization. Yes, absolutely. Right? We have our desire. Mm-hmm. We expect it. The only thing it's really missing is verbalization, Mm -hmm. right? Which Mm -hmm. the word of faith teachers would add in. But they're going to say, I've got the power of words down here. Let me, let me. Okay, so that's coming up. That's coming up. Let's read another, uh, uh, another uh, quote here from uh, Trine, uh, from his book, In Tomb of the Infinite. Fear and lack of faith go hand in hand. The one is born of the other. Tell me how much one is given to fear, and I will tell you how much they lack in faith. Fear is a uh, is a most expensive guest to entertain, as also is worry. So expensive that are they that no one can afford to entertain them. We invite what we fear, just as by a different attitude of mind, we invite and attract the influences and conditions we desire. So the word of faith teachers would say feelings don't matter. It's not feelings that matter because the, your, your feeling is a physical thing. You it kind of have to use body. your words to control your feelings. Well, what they say is uh, your physical body feels fear um, and your soul feels fear, but your spirit man is perfect. And so it does not feel fear. So you don't have to worry about your feelings. You just have to can say what you're going to say and just believe and speak the words. So that would be a little bit different than what these guys say. And if you don't mind, I'd like to read a couple Bible verses that may or may not disagree with that whole word of faith idea. May or may not? We're going to find out. Okay, let's find out. So in Psalm um, chapter 22, verse 6, David says, But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Um, And I think it goes on to verse 14. I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. So obviously deep emotions of distress, despair, and they're in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And they're words. So thoughts are forces. And each creates its, and each creates of its kind, whether we realize it or not. The great law of the drawing power of the mind, which says 
that like creates like and that like attracts like is continually working in every human life. For it is one of the great immutable laws of the universe for one to take time to see clearly the things one would attain to and then to hold that ideal steadily and continually before his mind, never allowing faith, his positive thought forces to give way to the new to to be neutralized by doubts and fears and then set about uh, doing each day what his hands find to do, never complaining, but spending the time that he would otherwise spend in complaint and focusing his thought forces upon the ideal that his mind has built will sooner or later bring about the full man uh, materialization of what for which he sets out. So let's uh, let's move on to the power of words. Um, through the operation of our thought forces, we have creative power. The spoken word is nothing more or less than the outward expression of the workings of the, these interior forces. The spoken word is then, in a sense, the means whereby the thought forces are focused and directed along any particular line, and this concentration, this giving them direction is necessary before any outward or material manifestation of their power can become evident. So, so I feel like we're in a superhero movie. <laughs> you know, you can just see those powerful electric lights coming out of the eyes or the mouth to do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. And and this is this is how you can kind of see how new thought has kind of infiltrated um, the teachings of uh, the Word of Faith teachings, which um, we haven't given a history of Word of Faith. But, of course, E.W. Kenyon would be the grandfather of the Word of Faith movement. And uh, mm -hmm. he um, went to the same school as Ralph Waldo Trine mm -hmm. and the same time in Emerson College in Boston. And uh, he was very influenced by uh, New Thought, um, although there are some differences when you sure. look at New Thought and you look at Word of Faith. There are some 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 differences between the two, but you can you can see that uh, there was some influence there Lots on E.W. Kenyon connections. Yes. Then from E.W. Kenyon comes Kenneth Hagen, who is considered the father of the Word of Faith movement. And we we mm -hmm. uh, we've been reading some Hagen, too. Um, but uh, Hagen and then from Hagen comes Copeland and so forth. And so uh, those are the big three, I think, in my opinion, Kenyon uh, and then Hagen and then Copeland. Those right. guys are the big three. And then you have uh, other branches of uh, or other uh, teachers that have come mm -hmm. into play uh, because of those guys. Right. So um, I want to I wanted to do one thing before we headed over to the Kenneth Copeland video that we were going to look at. Okay. Um, I wanted to just kind of bring Joyce Meyer into the picture a little bit. Because, Do we have to? Yes. And the reason okay. why is because while you won't see Joyce Meyer be so bold to talk about uh, faith being a force and, and God creating the universe through faith and God, ha or, you know, God having faith, she is still word of faith and she sneaks it in, but she, she used does. to teach that pretty heavily. Um, and I've got some old footage, some very old footage of her uh, prophesying and speaking in tongues and walking around slaying people in the spirit. And uh, maybe we'll look at that some some other time as well. But the point I want to make is that Joyce Meyer is still teaching word of faith and yes. she still considers the same or, or she still believes the same things that Copeland and uh, Caps and others like them teach that faith right. is a force. So I want to play just a quick video of her. This is a, a more I, I think this was in 2016 at a conference. Um, so you can just kind of see here that Joyce Meyer still still uh, believes what uh, these other Word of Faith teachers believe. Another promise, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you to give you hope and do you good in your final outcome. You may not be there yet, but you're on your way. This is such an exciting message. It's so good to know that God loves you and he's got a good plan for you and nobody can take that away from you, but it's not just going to happen. You have to release your faith. See, faith is a force. 
It's a powerful force that dwells in your spirit. But it can't stay in your spirit. It's got to get out and do something, say something, pray something, take some kind of action. Amen. So uh, you can see that she still does believe that faith is a force. She still believes this thing, but she's very mm -hmm. sneaky about getting that stuff in there, you know. Right. Uh, she didn't talk as much about using the containers of words, mm -mm. but she talked about releasing a lot. Yeah. That was her catchphrase now is releasing your faith. And you and I both watched some of the video, but I the, the, this morning I watched the mm -hmm. entire thing. And that's about as in-depth about, you know, as uh, the force of faith as, as she gets. She doesn't develop that at all. But, right. you know, she does... Um, she does mention the force of faith. And I wanted to take that little clip and just show folks that Joyce Meyer is still there, folks. She She's is doing still it. doing it. All right. So can you could you see the similarities there between new thought metaphysics and even what we have, have have talked about and looked at in the video clips of these word of faith teachers? Very much so. And you can see how new thought has just infiltrated even secular thought now, mm -hmm. secular Very and good. religious thought. Very good. We had to put ourselves through a half hour of Joel Osteen this morning mm -hmm. on faith. And it was all new thought, new word and shiny hair. <laughs> <laughs> if I do say so myself. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty tough. We, we actually uh, we actually sat there and, and actually lots of positive affirmations. Let me tell you that. I really don't know how Stephen Paulette actually sit there with those hit the bar series and listen to Joel Osteen. I just I, the last two videos that they did on Joel Osteen um, was just uh, painful to listen He's to. He's so happy. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, enough about Joel Osteen. But that yeah. kind of gives you an idea of how uh, new thought metaphysics are very it's very similar to mm -hmm. word of faith teaching and while again word of faith teachers would say that uh because feelings are physical and your your physical body isn't something that uh you 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 know that you should worry about it's really the spirit man inside of you that's the real right. you you know um so you just have to force yourself to to say the word of god say what god says and so that your your those faith filled words will create what you claim desire it. claim and, it brother claim it. so but but you can see the similarities i want to play mm -hmm. one more clip here um of of kenneth copeland and this is a pretty good clip it it kind of summarizes i think um what word of faith and what the force of faith actually is so let's just listen to this clip by Copeland. Mm -hmm. In that very beginning episode, the laws of faith were put into motion. The Spirit of God was moving on the face of the deep. Nothing was happening. God said, light be, light was. How is faith released? First, it is believed in the heart. Then it is released with the mouth. And the Spirit of God, Jesus put it like this. He said, it's the Father that dwelleth within me. Well, in the 14th chapter of John, he said, the words that I speak unto you, they are not mine. It's the Father that dwelleth within me. He does the works. Amen. So we, we, we see then that, that faith begins in the heart. It is spoken out the mouth. And the Father that dwells within, He does the works. Now we start with the words of the Father, which is right here. Amen. This is the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing hearing by the word of God, his word. God has spoken out his mouth aloud. Every word from Genesis to Revelation, he spoke these words making covenant. So one of the things about what Copeland said in that clip, I want to mention because it's going to kind of transition into another video that we're going to do later on on uh, the word of faith about human beings, you and I, Christians being little, little gods. gods. 
And that's because they believe that God is very much like a man. And you'll hear Kenneth Copeland in some clips that we're going to play later on say that. And you probably heard him say that in some clips that are floating around on YouTube because you can find them there. The Bible said he measured the heavens with a nine inch span. Now, the span is the difference, distance between the end of the thumb and the end of the little finger. And, and that Bible said, in fact, the Amplified Translation translates the Hebrew text that way, that he measured out the heavens with a nine-inch span. Well, I got a ruler and measured mine, and my span's eight and three-quarter inches long. So now God's span is a quarter, of inch, a quarter inch longer than mine. So you see, that faith didn't come billowing out of some giant monster somewhere. It came out of the heart of a being that is very uncanny the way he's very much like you and me. A being that stands somewhere around 6'2", six, 6'3", six, that weighs somewhere in the neighborhood of a couple of hundred pounds, a little better, has a span of eight and, I mean, nine inches across, stood up and said, Light be! And this universe situated itself and went into motion. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But um, you were you were going to read a verse for, uh, for us um, after that clip. Go ahead and do that. Just a reminder of who God really is. He's not waiting on us so that he can act on our behalf. Mm. Uh, you are worthy, O Lord and God. Revelation 4.11. You are worthy, O Lord, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. By your will, not by your faith? Wait, they, they, John left something out of there. He did. Not by Just your like faith. the rest of those Bible writers. Yeah. So, in summary, God did not create the world by faith. There is nothing in the Bible that says that. And you literally, we showed you in that, in that Mark chapter 11 verse, mm -hmm. the King James translation that says, have faith in God. But that little tiny subscript there that you hover over, have the faith of God, that's all they can use. That in Hebrews chapter 11, that's it. They, they, there, there is nothing right. in Scripture at all that says that God has faith or that God used the force of faith to create the universe. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.